It is hour three of the morning show on a Friday, the first day of September, the beginning of meteorological fall. And it's going to be more summer like this weekend than it's been all summer long, which is pretty unusual. 90s. Yeah, 90s. uh, Well, 80s tomorrow, they figure, and then 90s by uh, Sunday and uh, Monday, too. I just talked to uh, some folks yesterday. They were planning on going down to the state fair with their little kids. (laughs) They found it's going to be like 100, and they said, we'll forget that. Yeah. So uh, a, lot but, of, hey, uh, a lot of the frozen things on a stick will melt before you get them in your mouth. I mean, mouth you can't even get them in. You know, they have, uh, I believe down at the fair, they have this uh, deal where it's sprinkled water. That oh, yeah, comes yeah, down the misting towers. And it mist, it, yeah. The mist deal. That makes and it even worse. Then you're hot and, and wet. Well, then it kind of cools you <laughs> off. Yeah. And then once you go out of that right. area, you're... <clears throat> All right, you got a special guest we got to introduce. I do. Neil, I've got the uh, president is with us mm-hmm. today. Yeah, about that. The president. We have presidents from mm-hmm. time to time. Yes, we do. But this is the president of Duluth, the president of the Duluth City Council, Janet Kennedy. Janet, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, all. Good morning to you both. Good to have you on board. Nice Absolutely. You. you met Dave over here, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about city council. You're representing West Duluth, basically, the uh, 5th District. You've... Uh, you're finishing up your first term, and you're running for re-election. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, Janet, that people don't may not know you. Yes. Um, excited to serve my community of the 5th District and really honored to be able to serve as the president, which has been exciting for me. That's really, growing up in Western Duluth, that's not something that I thought I would be doing. So, yes, I'm Janet Kennedy. Hello, everyone. I've lived in Duluth since the 1960s. My dad and mom moved here for the air base. They moved from Columbus, Mm -hmm. Mississippi. They were sharecroppers and came here. So, you know, that was a time where it was not really easy for people of African heritage or African American, and there was a migration north. Mm -hmm. And so we came here. Um, They were looking for a better life, served our country. My dad was in um, Korea. Um, My uncle was in Vietnam. My brother served in the Navy, and then um, recently my grandson was over in Afghanistan when we were re- leaving that country. Oh, sure. Wow. Um, Kudos to the family. Great. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. we're a servant leader. I never served in that capacity, but when uh, your member of your family mm-hmm. served, everybody served. Yeah, that's right. So now your dad, he was uh, stationed at the air base up here? He was stationed at the air base, and I remember that was a great thing to have in our community. That yeah. air base provided a lot for many families. Oh, it sure, it sure that did. That got me here. Dave uh, was stationed up there, yeah. too. He was That's a right. dental technician. That's right. Kept the teeth in good shape. You there may have technician. worked on my teeth, because that's where we got all our stuff done up what, there. What yeah. year was he say? What years was he stationed here? So we came here in uh, 67, I believe, is okay. when we came. I was just a baby. Just now, was he in it for a career or just a... Uh, it was a career. Okay. Um, he did re- retire from the service, and he was in the supplies. Okay. And decided you... to stay in Duluth, which is kind of a neat deal. Well, well he actually left. My okay. mom and him split up. Oh, okay. That happens, and oh. so he yeah. left, and she stayed. Okay. As a single mom. Same thing happened to my mom and dad. My dad yeah. was a career officer in the Army, and they oh, split up when I was about five years old. But I did get a chance to see him a few times uh, yeah. after that. But he, he was from the... Uh, uh, North Carolina area, so he lived on in Florida. So, mm-hmm. so your dad took off and he went, went back down south to Little south. Rock. Um, sure. You know, still serving his country, and sure. so I give mm-hmm. my hats off to right. all the families yeah. and all the members of the service who served. Well, you know, I I don't know if I ever know Dave. You got out of the Air Force what in seventy two? Yeah, I was in Duluth from okay. sixty nine to seventy. Because I got out of the military in the summer of seventy two, right. and then 
in like 1974, I got a job bartending at the air base at the NCO club up there. Oh, yeah. I was kind of teasing Dave that I might have kicked him out, but he was already out of the service. <laughs> yeah, right. so Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. <laughs> so. Well, Dana, what are the big issues in the uh, campaign this year at USC? You know, so, yeah, for me, I'm really serving my community and, uh, you know, building policies that are steeped in community, and, you know, community voices. And so some of the big things we're working on specifically in western Duluth, right, because we know we had an industry back in the day. Yep. We still haven't, you know, built up from that. Um, and also losing the, the one retail, biggest retail we had out there. So really looking at building policies and getting more um, economic development out there. Is there anything going to happen with the old Kmart site there? There's some more discussions around that. Um, yes, I can't be as open as I want to, um, <laughs> but there's been a couple of folks who are looking at it. I hear now there's another investor um, coming on board. We have a new economic development director who really understands the Western Duluth. Mm-hmm. And I think can move that forward in a, in a in a different way. I've heard good things about him, so uh, it sounds like the city scored a real good uh, hire there with with him coming on board. Yes. So, so, uh, so your uh, West Duluth, of course, is your beat. Uh, any other uh, what, couple of the things that we've heard from other candidates that have been running is uh, certainly the streets and uh, safety issues with some of the crime issues that have happened throughout the community, whether it's in West Duluth or downtown or whatever. And then, of course, housing is always an issue, too. All of those issues, for me, it, um, I use the word community impact development, um, which is good economic development. It takes into consideration all of those. You need a, a good, strong neighborhood that has economic development, that has safety, that has places for people to buy retail, has places to eat has community um, developments where people can actually go recreate, not just outdoors, but indoors, Mm -hmm. because we happen to have snow a a lot of months during the year. No, really? We we do. Stop now. (laughs) Not snow. We're going to be in the 90s this weekend, but now we're thinking about... The wind, you know, it's it's coming. Oh, I know. Months. Sadly enough, I'm already thinking about snow. Thinking about the cost of, you know, how, yeah. how that's going to work for our community members and how they've been impacted. It's really great. The new budget that the mayor come out, came out with, I'm really really excited. I spent a lot of time on the budget last year to make sure we didn't lose any services. And so, but yeah, those are the things I'm really um, interested in. Digging more into the tax levy and other ways that we can bring more money in to the community, so it's not all on the ta- back backs of the property tax. It's got to be tough to figure out a, uh, I guess, a plowing budget when you have a record-setting year like we had last year. It's you know, it uh, almost has to be updated every week or so. Well, you literally have to dip into your reserves, yeah, and of right. course, that's what the reserves are there for. Yeah. And when you go over budget, uh, you, you got to do it. You got to clean the streets mm-hmm. up and. You know, a lot of those uh, public works guys and and women that are driving the rigs out there, wow. they're doing a lot of overtime. Mm-hmm. And, of course, overtime uh, uh, chinks <laughs> up pretty good there, too. So, But uh, we're not like Houghton Hancock in Upper Michigan. <laughs> Literally, yet. our entire public works budget is almost their snow budget there. That's <laughs> how much snow they get wow. over there. Wow. We A uh, company I used to work for, Payne Weber, had a little branch there in Houghton. I went there to kind of kick around with the uh, investment advisor that lived there and, and got a chance to be familiar with the community. And they started to tell, and I was on the city council at the time. And so I, I uh, asked them about their budget. And all of a sudden I saw this snow budget and it was unbelievable because <laughs> they get so much. They're right there on the tip there, you know, and 
it just right. comes in. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back uh, at eight seventeen now on a morning show from KDAO. New job, retiring, want more control of a present IRA? Take control of your investments by transferring funds from one tax qualified plan to another, tax deferred. Whether you have an employer sponsored retirement plan rollover, an existing IRA, or simply need to make an IRA contribution, we can help. To schedule a no obligation consultation, call Neil Atkins, your Satera Advisor Networks LLC member FINRA SIPC Financial. Financial advisor at 218-727-4767 or 218-729-7733. Dave Strandberg, Neil Atkins, back to the KDAL Morning Show. All right, back with the Morning Show, a very appropriate song here on the first day of September. You know why, Neil? Tell me. It's called September. Earth, wind, and fire. There you go. All right. Dave is the mice. Here we go. Love it. As far as uh, picking up music. Yeah. Been in the uh, radio business for right. a long time. All right, we got to get back to business. Janet was just sharing with me <laughs> some stuff that's going on dealing with uh, uh, youth programs and daycare and that sort of thing. And apparently, there's a project out in West Duluth that you're working on in the Spirit Valley area. There is in the Spirit Valley area. Uh, city council um, and city staff have uh, we passed some resolutions over the last couple of years that support centers. I know out east there's a big push for, you know, Freiburger to be um, re, re, reimagined and rejuvenated. And so out in western Duluth, we have a project we've been working on. It's the Spirit Valley Center for Youth and Community Wellness. And it's a community collaborative project that came out of COVID and understanding that communities need places to be, places, place making. Not just outdoors, it doesn't work, especially, yeah. again, winter, as we right. mentioned that, right. that's coming. So this project would um, help with daycare. We'll have a daycare center. We have community partners who are looking at that. This will actually open up the space for the Valley Youth Center, which has um, 900 square feet, and we know that most of those kids are free and reduced lunch services. Also, we know that there's some issues with calls to police. And so building a community hub like we used to have, like Sunny Helbaca said, yep. you know, that's the places we used to go. It didn't matter if you're rich or poor. That's where your kids went. But this center would incorporate that, have a place for us to come together. Mr. D's, we love Mr. D's, but that's not where we want to have our birthday parties all the time. Although if you're over 21, have your birthday party there. Um, (laughs) But also it it incorporates community when we can come back together and indoor. And hopefully having a track and increasing uh, active living for our seniors. Oh, good deal, good deal. Other uh, other things going on in the, uh, you were talking a little bit about the uh, budget here. You mentioned that, and apparently uh, with the new budget coming up, uh, there's going to be some relief for property owners? Yes, yeah, so I'm just digging into the budget. I really had a, an excellent time doing the levy last year and just really stepping into that to make sure we continued our core services. So this year we had an increase in LGA which will cover our, you know, our uh, LG, tell everybody local government aid. It's the yep. local aid that uh, cities get from the state. Right. And so that was increased this year. We hadn't received it for several years. Mm. So people's property taxes went up because we weren't getting our money. So the state held our piggy bank <laughs> for a while, and now we got our piggy bank back plus interest. Um, and so that's really going to work well with um, our services for the next budget season. Um, The other thing we look at, of course, is tourism tax money, which is always good. That had increased. And in tourism tax money, organizations can apply for that. So the skate park, you know, the train we have out west, applied and was able to get money. Mm -hmm. So those those tourists that are coming in, 
give back to our community. Well, I see they finally got the uh, Mississippi, what is it, the, uh, what's the railroad Mississippi called? Mississippi Railroad. St. Paul, Mississippi Railroad or something I like that? I don't think it's St. Paul, but it's out west and it's Mississippi. <laughs> it's, a, it's the first track <laughs> By the yeah, zoo. that came right. to Duluth. Uh, that's the uh, part of the first railroad right. that came to Duluth back in 1870. And they're so. running again this year. I think they were down for a couple yes, of years. Yes, they were. So, yeah, yeah, it's they're good back to have them back. Track. Yeah, right across from the zoo, I think, is where they... Low they up. are right across yeah. from the zoo. And then they go all the way out to uh, uh, Morgan Park. and mm-hmm. uh, They do. Uh, wow. yeah. I've ridden on it when they in the past, so it's a pretty nice uh, pretty nice ride there to see everything on the waterfront there and the St. Louis River and the whole nine areas, so that's good that that's happening again. It's Janet, beautiful. you've got a website. How mm-hmm. do people find you? I do have a website. One thing I want to make sure I say, Western Duluth is open for business. So um, I have a website. It's JanetKennedyForDuluth.com. You can learn a lot more about me and um, my my reelection. Sure, right. sure. Any other things that you want to highlight before you head out? I know you got to go somewhere. So. I do. Uh, I, I do. I have a day job, too, but I also have council <laughs> work that needs to be done every day. So, uh, no, I, I really appreciate you having me come on. I really look forward to this reelection and doing and continuing the work the experience that i have i believe is still needed we have several counselors who are leaving yes um so it's going to be a new council and you know i'm going to make sure you know i'm a servant leader that has good values has a vision and want to serve my community and have heard they want me to still be there that's all right well janet thanks for being with us we appreciate it gave us some good good things to talk about here so (laughs) you get out doing any door knocking at all or oh of course i'm outdoor i love the door knocking get to hear community members Mm -hmm. it was because of covid it was really different we didn't really communicate a lot and now that i'm out and i'm like oh man i missed this (laughs) very good janet thanks for stopping by i really appreciate it we're at 826 we'll take another break and we'll be back Eight twenty-eight, and Ross with the Supremes. You know you can't hurry love. There you go. It just comes when you're not ready. That's all. <laughs> uh, let's check in with Bob Olin and talk about the oh, farmers market that'll be going go. on uh, tomorrow here in Farmer Duluth. Farmer Bob. <laughs> every uh, every Wednesday and uh, Saturday. Well, that's correct. Really nice to talk with both of you. Uh, haven't we just got a great day going in the Northland? It's spectacular. Be a good day for picking produce today and then taking it to the market tomorrow. That's exactly what's <laughs> happening. I know that all of our growers are out there in the field, and uh, the, the great thing about a local market, it is truly local. All that product's coming right out of the field. I can guarantee you'll never find it fresher because it's uh, all been just harvested for the market. And, of course, this time of year, we're at the uh, first uh, first uh, week here in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just right at its peak. We got sweet corn. There's tomatoes. There's uh, eggplant. There's certainly uh, a variety of just about anything. And we've got some growers that grow some very unique stuff. If you're into unique, if you're into colored carrots, if you're into uh, celeriac, if you're into some of the herbs, we've got people that do a little bit of everything. So that's the nice thing about having any number of growers. Everybody kind of specializes in something. It's all locally grown. Supports the community. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. So tomorrow, Saturday, 8 until noon, that's 14th Avenue East and 3rd Street. Uh, if you're coming out 4th Street, it's one block down from the Burrito Union. You can't miss it. There's parking on the streets, parking around, and we're open from 8 until noon. It will be a very good time. Bring the kids. It is really, truly family-friendly. Uh, Bob, you're telling me there are carrots that are different colors than, say, your typical orange carrot? 
Oh, yeah, it's oh. kind of interesting. So many of these, so many of our crops actually, uh, whether it's carrots or potatoes, really started with deeper colors. So there are purple carrots and there are uh, yellow carrots. That's because these colored varieties and cauliflower, now that I think about it, bring yeah. in some of those colored cauliflower as well. Uh, most of these, many of these were the originals because these pigments are the antioxidants. That's what protected the original plant. And then we began to select, it was actually the, uh, the Danes that selected uh, the, uh, the orange colors, uh, carrot, and then that's all they started to breed from that point on. But there always was a great variety of color, and there'll be uh, certainly more coming forward uh, as we kind of uh, move backward to the future. So we're looking at <laughs> the future stuff, but we're going back to the old crops and the original crops that are really in many ways the most nutritious. Well, I have a question for you. Eggplants, eggplants. Now, how did they name eggplants eggplants? <laughs> Does it look like an egg or smell like an egg or what? Wow, you come up with the best questions. I think it's because they're, kind of, they're kind of oval. But let me tell you, I've been growing some eggplants because uh, where we had water, it's been hot, and they're huge. Uh, you know, they're the size of uh, maybe two grapefruit put together. I don't know uh, exactly how to describe them, but... I pity the poor bird that had that as an egg because, <laughs> but you know, they're fun. Eggplant is a crop that I've learned my, myself. I always grew them because I love them. They're beautiful, but they're also uh, going so many great dishes. Ratatouille is the big one that uh, is kind of a vegetable stew that people love. But uh, so many people, once they get accustomed to eggplant, uh, you'll never leave it. It's a wonderful it's highly, crop. highly nutritious. So uh, very yeah. nutritious. Yeah. Huh. I don't think I've ever had an eggplant in my entire life. I think I've had it as a part of dishes. Yeah. You know, put in put, sure. people put like, uh, you know, a vegetable hot dish and stuff like that. And there's uh, egg, eggplant parmesan and all sorts of stuff. So all right, well, there's so. all all sorts of stuff. It's fun. It's because it's a warm season crop. A lot of people aren't familiar with it. But let me tell you, sometimes we'll have people who come in and buy eight or ten of them because they're putting <laughs> together some dish. They're, they're fun, they're very attractive, and uh, very versatile vegetable, for sure. Well, stop by tomorrow. You might find something you haven't had before, and you could sample something new. There, there That's right. Go. All right. And have a, have a good time. That's what we're about. We're really about interacting with folks from the community, and uh, we enjoy all of our customers and their families. They bring the kids. They get a $2 token mm-hmm. free from the market to spend on produce. We just have a good time on Saturdays, and tomorrow should be a great day. All right. Thanks, Bob. Fun talking with both of you. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet. Have a good uh, weekend. We'll catch Bob back here on Tuesday for the Bob Olin Show at 9 o'clock every Tuesday morning. Uh, Let's see. What else is going on today? I guess we could talk. uh, Let's see. We got the, uh, oh, it's apparently the U.S. government is launching a website about UFOs. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So if you are wondering about uh, UFOs and Maybe some secrets that the government might be holding concerning UFOs. That might be the place to go. Well, the UFO website. Let's find yeah. out. Uh, also, home sales are apparently going down over the past year. Uh, let's see. Home sales over the past year took the longest in New York, where they average about 60 days before they can sell a house. That's according to Zillow data. The national average uh, to close a sale is about 33 days. New Jersey follows New York with an average of 48 days until close. Maryland, Connecticut, Massachusetts, next slowest, uh, averaging about 45, 44, and 42, respectively. The length of time to sell could also indicate a tighter market 
in northeastern states where competition for properties is fierce and supply is lower. I think that's the same around here. we got a lot more uh, demand for housing than we have housing. Oh, so. All right, we're at 834. We'll be back. More of the morning show on KDAL. Eight thirty-five now at KDAL. If you're a lottery player, the Powerball jackpot is up to four hundred twenty million dollars for the Saturday drawing, and the Mega Millions drawing uh, tonight has a jackpot of eighty-five million dollars. Eighty-five. Not much to sneeze at, but not nearly as big as the uh, jackpots of the billion-dollar variety. Uh, we got a phone call. Hi, was this? Hi. Good morning. This is Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi, they're talking about how busy the airports are going to be. I have oh, yeah. one for you. <laughs> okay. The flight attendant comes up to the captain, and she says, Captain, you have to help me. There's a woman sitting in 4B, and that's not her seat, and she refuses to move. Hmm. He says, I'll take care of it, I'll take care of it. He said, did you say she was a blonde? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a blonde. Captain goes over and whispers in her ear, and she jumps up and moves to her seat. And the flight attendant says, that's really wonderful. What in the world did you say to her? He said, I told her that this half of the airplane doesn't go to Albuquerque. Oh, brother. Ooh. Oh. All right. What's your name again so you get the letters? <laughs> All right. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, New York City police are going to start using drones to monitor backyard parties this Labor Day weekend. Uh, really? Department leaders say if they get a call complaining about a large gathering... They'll send drones up to see if the call is accurate and how many officers they might want to send to that particular location. The legality, however, of uh, using drones for this type of surveillance is in question. The city has rules requiring police to give 90 days notice about how it plans to use the new tech to monitor people, and that apparently has not happened. They're sending up the drones to uh, take a look and see what kind of parties are going on in those backyards. And whether they should uh, send a whole lot of officers or just one or two to keep the peace. That's if they get complaints, obviously. So well, for Pete's sake. They're not just looking at everybody to see what they're doing. Well, you know, you're spying all the time. and that's, oh, you're, uh, In this day and age, you can't hardly walk down any street without being on camera somewhere. Yeah, no, that's for so, sure. Which so. is a good thing. If you're not doing anything wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. If you are, they'll catch you. Well, they're always out looking for you there, Dave. You've yeah. got to keep... Out of the long arm of the line. <laughs> Keep straight and sober right. and walk a straight line. All right, let's see. Wall Street opening with stocks. Uh, I'll say they'll be up. They are higher. Investors hoping the latest unemployment numbers might stop the Federal Reserve from hiking the rates again. Oh, yeah. U.S. So. adding 187,000 jobs in August. That is above the expectations of 170,000. So uh, that's good news, I guess. At the opening bell, the Dow uh, and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ all higher this morning. Okay. Good deal. So what? on the UFO front there, uh, <laughs> yes. let's get back to that. Do, all right. Do you believe in uh, aliens, not the ones that are running across the border <laughs> down in Mexico? I, if, if, if there the are ones... any, they're pretty secretive because uh, we haven't really seen any popping out it, you and know, making you, themselves known publicly. You, you can't believe either what you see on. No. I, I uh, all of a sudden some something will pop up on one of the uh, no. internet sites. I saw one where some guy, somebody was out, out out of their vehicle or their motorcycle, and they had their their phone out there and they're videoing. And here came this orb mm-hmm. shooting across the sky, uh, yeah. and at, behind the orb came two F-16s chasing it. Really. So they had that video. Now, I, I, I wonder, is that a legit video, or <laughs> yeah. is that 
somebody that somebody uh, you know in this day and age, when, yeah, you can you can make just about any kind of video you want yeah. on a computer and yeah, with the make it look art- real. So artificial intelligence, yeah. you know, where's that going to go? As uh, we mentioned, 14 million people expected to fly today, or is it over the weekend? I guess it's over the weekend. Uh, the TSA bracing for a pretty high volume of travelers from today through next Wednesday. Today projected to be the busiest travel day. Nearly 3 million people will pass through security checkpoints today. Uh, TSA Administrator David Pukoski says travelers should arrive at airports early and check the TSA's What Can I Bring tool online so you're not going to delay everybody as they try to strip you from stuff you're not supposed to bring on the plane. Oh yeah, you, like you, loaded guns. Don't bring a loaded gun. You know, and people to get are still plane. bringing guns <laughs> yeah. on airplanes. Now, yeah, how many times do you got to tell people? Right. The signs are all over the place. Yeah. You can't have any contraband. You can't have knives. You can't have razors. You can't have yeah. this or that. You can't you just even go have online a, to what I can bring tool and it'll, you it'll can't. You, you can't have a big jug of water that you bring in from <laughs> outside. You got to buy your beverages oh, well, inside yeah. the airport. Or it costs you and, more. And uh, because of the uh, potential bombings in the past, yeah. but people are still. I, I talked to the TSA up here, and I've talked mm-hmm. to people around the country. And there's thousands of firearms that are seized every year at the airports. What do and, they do with those, by the way? Do they auction them off or something? Uh, or you can you can melt them down, or well, you can get it back. You can oh get your get your gun back, back yeah. but in the meantime, you could be fined up to ten thousand bucks. Yeah, I got you for that. So if you come, you know, come back and ask for it back after you can. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many people come back and try to retrieve their firearms. Wow. And most of those guns, they're handguns. Uh, you know they're not cheap these days. They're five, six hundred bucks for a, wow. for a handgun. So all right, but people just don't seem to get it. Uh, or travel by car, then you can take whatever you want in your vehicle as long as it's not an open bottle. This is true. <laughs> so I've got to tell you what we've got lined up for next week. Oh, today. all right. We had uh, Janet Kennedy on yep. board today. She represents the fifth city council district in West Duluth. Uh, next Wednesday, we're going to have Ginka Tarnowski on board. She's challenging mm-hmm. Janet for that seat. All right. We'll find out a little bit about her campaign. Right. And then next Friday, we have her honor, the mayor of Duluth, really? Emily Larson, well, going to be on. She the can show. talk about the budget proposal that she I introduced so. to so, this uh, week. Next Friday, so All we'll right. be yapping up a storm with a couple of politicians or That's one wannabe politicians. <laughs> there you go. All right, eight forty-one. Take another break and be right back. Now, back to the KDAL Morning Show. Go ahead and start me up. It's the Rolling Stones at 845. Well, Rick Jordan's wandering by here. Yeah. Is that a picture of Pancho Gonzalez over there? Who is that picture of? Oh, that, <laughs> that big guy in that picture there. Who is that? I probably weighed 250 at that Did time. you? That used to be Rick Jordan. Yeah. What are you weighing at, What are you weighing now? 150? <coughs> about 160. Yeah, jeez. See, in my picture, I weighed about 160 there, and now I weigh about 240 pounds. Yeah, but you're taller. <laughs> yeah, right. You, so you, we just kind of did the opposite. You display there. the weight well. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. you do carry it well. Yeah. Now these both of these guys, guys bigger shirt actually. Both these guys have floral bouquet shirts on. Today. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're doing the. Uh... And Rick's got his old one on here. That's like a triple X. 
It's double X. Triple X. First time I went to Hawaii, um, I had to get a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you did, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is this was at the old uh, International Village. You've been to yeah. Hawaii? Yeah, I've been wow. there in Honolulu. In Honolulu, yeah. yeah they yeah. surrounded a bunch of palm trees. Yep, yep. <laughs> made a mall. So <clears throat> I said, yeah, that's for me. Yeah. I put it on in the store, and it was okay when I got back to the hotel. It was bigger. Bigger. <laughs> I think bigger. she might have slipped something ah. on me there. <laughs> well, I've got a shirt that's pretty close to yours, Dave. Yeah? If I wore it today, we'd have been almost I know. I've here. got several of them. I've never been to Hawaii, but I like the uh, so, Hawaiian shirts. What did you pay for that? Fifteen bucks, I think. Okay, this had to be forty-five dollars oh, yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah back on, in the mall there, you didn't get any real bargains. Absolutely. No. Does yeah. it say uh, from Hawaii on the collar there? Let's see here. It does. Uh, it made says in China. L. L. Bean, yeah, made in Jamaica. Jamaica man. Here's a Jamaica man. Uh, serious? Is yeah, it, really? it says made in Jamaica. Not even a real Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> but L. L. Bean, what the heck? Eh? All right. But that's all right. I might have my story. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so who uh, brought all the cucumbers back there? Oh, I don't know. I saw it was those. a bag. I no think idea. Sarah said it was Lucas. Oh, okay. They well. must have a big garden. I saw him. Did you grab one? No. I can't eat cucumbers. They, oh, they back up. On My, uh, they're they're killer. I had a, a friend of mine. He was a Pickles allergic. are fine. You can pickle them and I, I do good. Pickles but. are okay. A friend of mine, he, my neighbor, he can't eat them. It jumbles mm. him up like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had a, a friend of mine that he was allergic to them. Wow. So, uh, but I around my stampede there, they they do like the cucumbers. I might grab a you better grab, grab a couple. couple but I saw Lucas there. and his family at the uh, bike night at uh, Cast Iron that KQDS does uh, live uh, Tuesday nights in the summertime. Oh, they have bike night. Is and, he a biker? Uh, pardon me. He's not a biker, is he? No, he was there because he works. Oh, with he works the, on the radio. Uh, yeah. yeah, the radio there. Neil but, is a biker, but that's. He had his family there and the little kids and all that jazz. And I saw uh, Jason was there doing the deal and mm. yapping up a storm and giving out prizes and all that jazz. What kind of bike do you have? I've got a uh, 1977 Harley Superglide. Ooh. And I've also got a 76 Sportster. All right. Um, you need two. Well, it's fun riding both at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> 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 tough, to, tough to do. Hmm. <laughs> uh, one foot on each or what? Yeah, about, about that. Suppose, you know, yeah. you, you go to the circus and do right. that, and then Absolutely. you might you might live the next day. <laughs> I'm going to brag. I had my bike's total of about 20,000 miles. Wow. Not one scratch on me or the bike. Never laid it down. Excellent. Watched a buddy run into the side of a car that turned <laughs> in front of us. I hit the brakes. He didn't. Uh-oh. Uh, so I, uh, people say they're dangerous. Yeah, just pay attention. Well, yeah. Well, you got to pay attention. Like and anything else, I guess. Oh, especially sure. cars now, dangerous. Right. With the inattentiveness of people on their yeah. cell phones and the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. and in general, inattentiveness. It is. Yeah. You, you got to literally have eyes in the back of your head. And I, every time I'm <clears throat> coming down the road and I see somebody at an intersection, I assume they're going to pull out in front of me. That's there the you best go. Always, to do it. Very good. React assume that way. the worst. <laughs> the things that you don't. Know about or so a deer jumps out in front of you or something like that. Right. In areas where I know that there's <laughs> the four-legged friends out there, mm-hmm. I always slow down and keep my eyes. Have you hit action. one? Never have. I had a little Bambi literally almost jump in my lap oh. on my sports for one time. Oh, I was uh, 
up by the Pequon Lakes Inn up there. Yeah. I met some friends up there, yeah. and I was headed my back at night, and I, I was just accelerating uh, down the road. And I was on the corner of my eye. I saw this little thing, and I quickly slowed down. This little Bambi came, and it brushed my leg oh, and just continued teetering down the, the road there. So I was lucky on that. So it, have no it became fear. a big adult. No, yeah. no fear. Yeah. But, 40 uh, pounds still could have knocked you around. Little tiny one. Yeah, well, you hit something like that, it doesn't matter. You're, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, yeah. but you got to be uh, extra. You know, you just be more cautious and more uh, observant. I think the uh, I see people fooling around. Uh, a lot of the guys, we call them the crotch rockets. Those are the, uh, mm. the uh, you know, a one-person bike. They're generally the higher-speed ones. Yeah. Uh, they're generally Japanese-manufactured. And I see them doing... Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I see them uh, doing... But they go faster than they need to go. No, well, I see it's them just doing the, the handlebar <laughs> twist. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, well, my buddy Ron Brochu, who has uh, uh, Lake Superior Magazine and Business North, in his office, he has a big picture of a guy on a motorcycle, and I think it was a Honda, sitting on it, with his legs up on the handlebars <laughs> and just cruising down. And he took the picture uh, on I-35 down here. Yikes. And the guy is just looking at him as he takes the picture. So I've uh, I've seen uh, guys on uh, Highway 53. I was in the middle of the intersection on my bike. And here comes these two guys on ramming down the road on what we call the crotch rockets. And the guy stands up on it and, oh. and stands up on it and gives me a big... And the other guy did a wheelie as he went down oh, the road boy. going 60. So now, when when things like that, that's where you get the dangerous side of it. (laughs) And uh, but anyway, it's uh, uh, you just have to know how to handle the bike and be cautious and understand that people are are not looking for you, but Mm -hmm. they're not looking at you. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. You got to be careful. Make sure the headlights are on. Wear your helmet. You got to wear. You got to uh, have the headlights on. That's the law. Yep. Do you wear a helmet? Uh, generally not. Oh, uh, I never did either. Yeah. I yeah. sold my bike right after the helmet. No, what law kind came. of bike? What kind of bike did you have? We had a Honda 150 Ooh. and then a 305 Superhawk. <laughs> the difference in the uh, right. 150 to it was a, a lot slower. We'll oh, yeah. uh, check weather coming up okay. first. We'll celebrate the Hondas here. It's all right. Put on a ragged sweatshirt, I'll take you anywhere you want me to. 